0: Empire Welcome to Inside the Cap, I'm your host Joel Corey You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, that's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L and also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Athens' take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. Uh, this time around, we're going to take a look at Odell Beckham Jr.'s situation, timing of him signing with an NFL team, what team he may play for next, and type of contract that um, he could be looking for, and what type of contract he should expect. A couple of weeks ago, NFL insider Jay Glazer uh, revealed on Fox Sunday that Beckham had been medically cleared from tearing the ASA on his left knee for a second time. He last tore it in um, Super Bowl 56 um, on February 13th, but he was going to um, take a couple more weeks to get in better football shape before making a decision on where he would play. Glazer also reported on Thanksgiving that he's scheduled to visit the Dallas Cowboys on December 5th. Um, CBS insider um, Josina Anderson gave us on Thanksgiving the pecking order of his free agent visits in early December. Giants first, Bills second, Cowboys would be last, and their conversations ongoing with the uh Chiefs and the Ravens. Now, in terms of the ACL tear, the first time Beckham tore his ACL it was seven games into uh, the 2020 season on October 25th, and he returned um, week three in 2021. That was 11 months. So, if he went over that same timetable from tearing his ACL on February 13th, 11 months would put him early in the playoffs. And I would think for second ACL tear, you're going to err more on the side of caution than you did with the first one. A couple of guys ACL tears, Michael Gallup, Dallas Cowboys tore his ACL January 2nd, he turned to action on October 2nd this year, nine month, Actually, that's eight months. Eight months um in his return. It's actually, a, a, I mean, a, a quick one. I mean, nine months. Uh, yeah, nine months in return. That's a quick one. Um, Jameson Williams, um, first round pick out of the, the uh, Detroit Lions in the uh, college football playoff uh, championship game um, towards ACL last January 10th. And his practice window has just opened. So he's at close to 11 months. Um, Tredavious White, the all pro cornerback from the Buffalo Bills last Thanksgiving towards ACL. Returned this Thanksgiving. Um, against the Lions on a snap count, limited snap count. So that's one year. So right now we're talking with um, Odell basically early December. So that's putting it at 10 months, which is a more aggressive timetable than the first ACL if he's going to play football this year. Now, one thing I would consider if I represented him, which obviously I don't, is what's the best timing for you to sign in terms of having maximum leverage? Would that be this year? Come back and make a push for a playoff run? Or would it be next year? You'd have a better idea of how teams are going to look if you waited until next year. Also, you'd have more leverage because you'd have a bigger university team you that you could consider you wouldn't be constrained by the salary cap the way you are right now um, to sign. And also, it's not gonna be a strong group of receivers in free agency. Everyone that teams are highly coveting re-signed with their own team, signed extensions. So maybe the best guy's gonna be out there will be Juju Smith Schuster. Beckham's 30. And he wants to make this his last destination from what we've been told. So he's not talking, I'm a hired gun for a playoff run. This is going to be a multi-year deal he wants. And maybe the best chance for a multi-year deal would be um, 2023. Wait until after the season. The dust settles and go from there when we're talking 2023 cap room. But that being said, Operator on the premise that he wants to play this year and is willing to sign. And there's going to be one of these teams which is going to give him a long-term deal. Now, Adam Schechter reported uh, a couple of weeks ago that he was looking for the prorated amount of $20 million per year uh, for the season. And that was based on Chris Godwin and Mike Williams both signing for um $20 million per year early in March. Now, Chris Godwin, there's a little of a parallel because Godwin tore his right ACL and MCL late last season. That's where the parallel ends. Godwin, younger player, 26, got franchised surprisingly despite the injury for a second straight time by the Buccaneers. He didn't miss a game this year. He was back. Well, he hasn't missed games for other injuries, but he was back for the regular season opener. So that was really a nine-month time frame for him. Uh, Mike Williams signed for three years, $60 million, $40 million guaranteed. Right around the, uh, before the franchise tag uh, deadline, I think it was March 8th this, this year. So the Chargers didn't have to make a decision on whether to franchise him. These And then um, Godwin got a... Uh, nearly identical deal um, first couple of days of the new league year. There's one big difference between Odell and these guys uh, and what they were doing for their respective teams. Now, Godwin and Williams are really more co-number one receivers in 2021. Godwin had the most targets in the Buccaneers, had more targets than Mike Evans even though he missed the final three regular season games uh, for knee injury, led the re- Buccaneers in receptions and receiving yards in 2021. And Keenan Allen had more targets than Mike Williams, but his 129 targets retired for 16th last year in the NFL, and he led the Chargers in receiving yards. Uh, most of these teams that are looking at Beckham aren't looking for a co-number one. They're looking at someone who would be Number two, um, Giants, he would be the clear-cut number one there, given they don't have anyone of major consequence in the passing game. But for the other teams he's considering, uh, it's it's uh, apples and oranges. Now, had he not gotten hurt, um, most likely Odo Beckham Jr. would be with the Rams. And I tend to think he probably would have signed the contract Allen Robinson got. As far as I'm concerned, the Rams gave Allen Robinson Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr.'s money, and they should have serious buyer's remorse for how Robinson has performed. Now, Robinson signed a three-year, $46.5 million contract. That's $15.5 million per year is the base value. Worth up to forty eight million through incentives. There's thirty point seven five fully guaranteed. And he got this after a subpar twenty twenty one where he wasn't on the same page with Justin Fields. No chemistry between the two and Fields hadn't blossomed the way he has recently. Um, 2024, the third year in Robinson's deal can also avoid him reaching two thousand two hundred and one combined receiving yards in twenty twenty-two and twenty twenty-three, which is not gonna happen. Now, the reason I say this was probably with the Rams, Beckham's salary ceiling, is Cooper Cup's had not gotten a new deal at the time. And I would imagine that the Rams were going to be very sensitive to not paying anyone more than Cooper Cup. He was 2021's NFL Offensive Player of the Year and arguably had the best year, uh, regular and postseason, in, for wide receiver NFL history, and he was on a contract for base value three-year extension, base value of 15.75 million per year. So you got Robinson at 15.5, and Cup at 15.75. So I would be factoring that in the equation if I'm representing Odell. Now there are reports that he, that he not only does Odell want prorated amount of 20 million. Per year, and we'll assume that he's gonna sign for the last five weeks of the season 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Those five weeks. So, the prorated amount of 20 million would be basically one million one hundred eleven thousand one hundred eleven dollars. So, that's basically a little over 5.5 5 million for those five weeks. I don't know if he's gonna get that from anybody now. If you look at the going rate of a couple of veterans who just signed, uh, Linville Joseph and Dominican Sue, both interior defensive linemen uh, with the Eagles, they signed for the last eight weeks of the season. And they're, they're making uh, $1.25 million in base pay for the season, $2 million max with incentives. 750 is the base pay for the rest of the year, 250 to sign, and 250 in per game roster bonuses. So the base pay, if you prorated it, uh, uh, extrapolate out over 18 weeks, would be 1,687,500. Um, Odell's looking for a lot more than that. That may be too rich for teams' blood, for their blood. But you got multiple teams that are in the mix for him, so. Maybe competition spurs a team to do something that they really hadn't planned on doing. Now, I might be looking more along the lines of basing everything on what I could have gotten had I been healthy and focus on the Allen Robinson deal more than anything else. Now, the teams that he's, um, he's going to visit. Have varying cap situations. So, if he's talking multi year deal, the good thing is you don't necessarily need the full amount in cap room because you could give someone a signing bonus and then low base salary and stretch the deal out over multiple years. But if you're talking five weeks, Allen Robinson's average of 15.5, then you're talking paying him $861,111 per week. So that's a little over 4.3 for those five weeks. Now, you look at the cap situations, we'll start an order of visits. The New York Giants, according to NFLPA data, have about $2.9 million of cap room. So they couldn't afford just to stick it all what he's going to make in... 2023 in cap room unless they're going to restructure somebody's contracts. And teams that can do that, they can always restructure a contract to create cap room. But you got to look at 2023 and their cap situations as well. In the offseason, the top 51 count um, against the cap, um, they've got 38 players under contract for basically 177 points. $25 $25 million. So if you had a full top 51, and I'm not going to include carryover room because would, Odell would be taking up some of that, then they've got basically $189 million in cap commitments for the top 51. We don't know exactly where the cap's going to come in for 2023, but teams are using around 225 for projections and teams have to kind of be conservative in projections cap may come may come in a little higher there's a league meeting in december and we usually early december we usually get some indication a preliminary number of where the cap is going to be or a range so we'll have better information in the next couple weeks on that but that'll put them about 36 million in cap space so they're in pretty good shape for next year and they're going to be in better shape. because This is not even um, taken into account that Kenny Galladay will not be there. Um, in 2021 free agency, he signed for um, 72 million over four years. There's no more guaranteed money except for his 4.5 million million roster bonus that's guaranteed for next year. He's got a 21.4 million million cap hit, 18 million in cash. Dead money is going to be 14.7. So you'll pick up six, seven in cap room getting rid of him. Um, you got. Saquon Barkley, who's got an expiring contract, which I presume will be franchised. You have quarterback instability, uh, potentially, because Daniel Jones, expiring contract. Don't know if he'll be back. Out of the three teams that he's going to go visit, he is the worst quarterback out of those three teams. But Odell played for New York, was drafted by them before he was traded to the Browns, so it's Media, major media market, New York, they're ahead of schedule from everyone thought they would be. Looks like they're still going to make it to playoffs for so 7-4 and four after losing to Dallas on Thanksgiving Day and what some people call the Odell Beckham Jr. Bowl because the Cowboys are in hot pursuit as well. So let's turn to uh, Buffalo. Von Miller has been one of his chief recruiters who won a Super Bowl with them last year um, with the Rams. Now, they have basically $530,000 of cap space. So somebody's contract is going to have to be restructured to even fit Odell in. The next year, they've got a little over $229 million in cap commitments for 36 players. You add in, get to the top 51, you're basically at 243, So you're about $18 million over um, obviously contracts will be redone, restructured. Uh, best quarterback out of the three teams. you got Josh Allen. Nothing more needs to be said there. Stefan Diggs is the number one, so you're going to be the number two. And they just gave Stefan Diggs um, an extension um, in March. So Gabe Davis will have one more year left on his rookie contract, who's the number two you are not getting $20 million per year from Buffalo, I wouldn't imagine. Um, only team that's got two $20 million per year receivers, that's the Chargers, and they have a quarterback, Justin Herbert, who is still on his rookie contract, cost contained. Josh Allen, $43 million per year. Um, one of the five highest paid players, I mean, the thing that's number six, actually, um, in the NFL. So, let's see goes Rodgers. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's six. He's number six. Um, so, yeah, that's not going to... That's going to be... That'd be a tough ask. <laughs> Cowboys have the most cap room out of these three teams. Um, they have basically $6.375 million of cap room. But 2023 is kind of tough. Uh, 43 players on a contract. Basically, $224 million of cap commitment, So, you get the top 51. You're basically at about 231. So, you're about... $6 million over, but Jerry Jones is no stranger to um, restructuring contracts. Now, Jerry Jones didn't want to pay Amari Cooper $20 million per year. Shipped him off to Cleveland for a late round pick, and had they not been able to work out a trade, he was going to get cut. They did kick the tires on Brandon Cooks uh, before the November 1 trading deadline. And Cooks signed a ex- two-year extension for just under $20 million per year um, during the offseason. Um, he's got $18 million fully guaranteed next year and $35 million over two years. Uh, the deal didn't get done. Part of it was on what to do with his contract, how much Houston would would have to eat to make the trade work. And then you got Michael Gallup um coming off the acl um gallup is signed to a five-year 57.5 million dollar contract averaging eleven five point a year 11, eleven and a half a year now the deal's worth as much as 62.5 through salary escalators he has 27 million guarantees 23 was fully guaranteed at signing and he got this coming off of a year of 35 catches 445 yards two touchdowns in nine games last season he missed most of the first half of the year for calf injury before um, late in the year suffering the ACL tear. Now, he does, the escalator thresholds for him are 70 catches and 1,100 receiving yards. And that's for his 25 and 2026 base salaries. They can escalate by $1.25 million, the 2025 base salaries, if in 2024 he hits 70 catches or 1,100 receiving yards. 70 catches is worth 1.25 million, 1100 yards receiving yards is worth 1.25 million. If he does both it's 2.5. Same escalator in 2026 based on his 20 uh 25 performance. So Dallas, I can't see them paying him 20 million a year either. This is best bet out of these these 3 teams to me. If money's the most important thing, he's going back to the Giants because they're in a better position to do it. There's more of a desperate need at wide receiver. Granted, Dallas, um, the receiver position took a hit from last year. They traded Amari Cooper, but they also lost Cedric Wilson um, when everybody was healthy, was the fourth receiver to the Dolphins in free agency. So it's CeeDee Lamb now who was really the two or co-number one, the clear-cut one, Michael Gallup, who was the three, who's now the two. Noah Brown is the three. So, yeah, they do have a need there. And they also incorporate Dalton Schultz, who's playing on a franchise tag, in the passing game as well. Um, So Giants' biggest need uh, for Odell to me. Since $20 million per year to me isn't realistic, my real target, which is still ambitious, would be Allen Robinson money. Now, another thing I'd look at if I can't get Allen Robinson is what would be enough to get me to play football this year. Because if the money ain't right, I wouldn't play if I'm Odell. I'd wait until next year and have more time to pass from the ACL. And... Go from there. The largest uh, one-year kind of prove-it contract for a receiver went to DJ Chark, who had a, I think, a foot injury last year, and with the Jaguars and missed most of the season. One year, ten million. Max is out at thirteen. So you're talking. Five weeks worth—that's basically 2.7 two point two million seven hundred and seventy five thousand would be the equivalent of five weeks of work for his base salary, for his uh, I should say not the base because it's broken up between signing bonus, but of the ten million. Now, knowing that Dallas probably don't go above Michael Gallup, I would think some sensitivity there. Then I'd be looking at basing it off of uh, close to Mike, what Michael Gallup, eleven five would break down to. That'd be like six, almost six hundred thirty nine thousand dollars per week. Is like my drop dead for base pay. So that'd be about three two. Now somewhere between Chark and Gallup for this year. And then if I had to take a long term deal, the Gallup range where I could get to. The Allen, get Allen Robinson money through incentives or because I have to earn it based on what I do um, exceed that Yeah, I could probably live with that so if you're looking at it where you're playing this year for nominal amount then for cap purposes you got four more contract years Odell Beckham's minimum salary this year Is one point one two million. So that's sixty-two thousand two hundred twenty-two thousand, sixty-two thousand two hundred twenty-two dollars per week. Basically, put it at a more even number for cap purposes. Sixty-five thousand dollars for last five weeks would be three hundred twenty-five thousand. So let's say that's just payment base salary. Now. If you gave him a signing bonus of 2.750, you could prorate that for five years. So that's uh 550 for 2022, 23, 24, 25, and 26 on the cap. So from cap standpoint, you could sign Odell Beckham five fifty is a signing bonus proration. Three twenty five would be your base pay. That's an $875,000 cap number for this year. You could do him for eight seventy-five. So, out of these three teams, Dallas could easily do that. Giants, they can do it as well. Buffalo would have to restructure a contract to get that done. Worst cap situation out of the three. Now, if I'm Odell and I'm signing um, from a structural standpoint, 2023 has to be fully guaranteed at signing. I'd like 2024 to be fully guaranteed, but given the two ACLs, I could understand hesitancy from teams guaranteeing money, into, at least off the bat, upon signing for 2024. If you can't guarantee 2023 at signing, there's no point in him signing for multiple years because he's not going to do a – I'm going to give you a look-see for the last five weeks, and he's going to need a couple of weeks to get acclimated to uh, – the offense worked his way in. He didn't step right in with the Rams and perform like gangbusters. It took him to the playoffs, and he was there for about half a season. And Robert Woods got hurt, um, which which uh, increased his role. But now, from a team standpoint, I want to structure this thing, which Beckham won't go for like the Buccaneers did with uh, Darrell Rivas when they traded for him. In 2013, um, he was cut off a torn ACL, signed a six-year, 102 million dollar contract. I mean, uh, mean, excuse me, signed a six-year, 96 million dollar contract, averaged 16 million per year. It was uh, flat, 16 million each year. There's no guaranteed money (laughs) after the first year. They had a right to convert salary into signing bonus. Which is going to be, which is standard in every big contract. Conversion rights have been something teams have had for a good 15 years. He didn't make it the year two, he got cut. <laughs> so there's no way that Odell would sign what would be the preferred team contract model. Now, another way you could do it would be an option year concept. And Dowse did that with Henry Melton who I believe tore his ACL in 2000 when he was franchised uh, by the uh, Bears in the 2013 season. They signed him in 2014 um, to a deal which paid him a base of 3-5 in 2014, then another million and a half in incentives for playtime and sacks, and then there was a uh, nominal amount to exercise an option for three additional years, 15, 16, 17. And 2015 was a $9 million guaranteed if he was on the roster the first day of the 15 league year. And the option had to be exercised uh, by the beginning of the franchise tag uh, period. So that was like, February twenty third, twenty fourth. It was twenty third day preceding the start of fifteenth league year. I don't know the exact date, but nonetheless, it wasn't secure upon signing. So Odell may not go for that either. They exercised an out. They were able to get out of it and did not pick up the option. And in two thousand fifteen, he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. Thinking you have to have 2023 fully guaranteed at signing. I'm really thinking the Michael Gallup range, 11, 11 and a half, and then up to 15 and a half through incentives escalators. One thing you are going to see in this contract, because of the uh, durability and injury concerns, there's going to be huge per game roster bonuses in this contract. That's something Odell's going to have to accept that he's going to have. By that, I mean there's a certain amount per game that he has to be on the 40-man active roster to earn Gallup has him in his contract. Gallup has a million dollars per game active roster bonuses. That's fifty-eight thousand eight hundred twenty-three thousand and fifty-three cents per game active. And he wasn't active until the fourth game this season, so he missed out on a $176,470.59. Julio Jones has him. This year he's been injury prone recently. In his one year deal, he's got one point two five million dollars of per game roster bonuses, which is um dollars cents each game active. And he signed a one-year deal for six million worth up to eight through incentives. Juju Smith Schuster has one point oh two million in per game roster bonuses. Um, he missed a significant part of last season with the Steelers for shoulder injury. That's $60,000 per game active. Even the highest paid offensive lineman in football has him. If you sign the 49ers, you're going to have per-game roster bonuses. That's just a matter of course. But he's a free agent. And Trent Williams has $750,000 in annual per-game roster bonuses. So, so let's say you had 850 per game roster bonuses for Odell Beckham. That'd be 15, fifty thousand dollars for each game active. Um, if you had it at 75, then you're talking 75 for each game. That's 1.275 million. So you're gonna have per game roster bonuses in this contract at a significant amount. Uh, somewhere I would say. Between that range, most likely. Now, you'd have to have 2023 um, fully guaranteed. And given, ideally, you'd want the deal front loaded where you're getting like 15 in 2023 and the money decreases over time. Because you're going to, if we're talking um, Gallup at 11 and a half for. That's 46 over four years, so you'd like like 15 in 2023, like 13 in 2024, and it drops. But maybe this has to be a neutral deal, kind of like that, um, the Rebus cash flow, where it's 11.5 each year. Now, this 2023 compensation might look like this. You'd want, since you have conversion rights, you could have it fully guaranteed as base salary, Minus the uh, per game roster bonuses. So let's say there's 850 in per game roster bonuses. You got 115. So that's 10.65. You could have 10.65 as base salary, fully guaranteed. You really want no offset. <laughs> I don't know if he could get that by that. That mean if they did cut you, they'd be on the hook for it. If you have an offset, they'd get if they decided to walk away at the end of this year, they would get um, to recoup it from whatever you signed elsewhere. So if you signed for 10.65 someplace else, they would get that back. (laughs) Um, From the other team, you wouldn't be able to double dip. If you had no offset, you could double dip and get every dollar from the team you signed with plus the, the 2023 team. Now... Another way would be have a $1.2 million base salary and a $9.45 dollar third third-day league year roster bonus so they're committed. Couldn't be fully guaranteed at signing under league rules because if you had all three guaranteed skill injury and salary cap, it gets prorated. If you had one of the three, two of the three at signing, and how teams get around this is they'll have like injury and a skill guarantee at signing. Then like five days later, the salary cap guarantee kicks in. So you have to do it like that. Now, um, twenty twenty-four, all the years would be structured with minimum base salary, the per-game roster bonus. Well, actually, you you would uh, wouldn't necessarily need it. You just go base salary. Obviously, he'd like some sort of per-game. He'd like some sort of March roster bonus to have him make a decision sooner rather than later. So it wouldn't have to be that extreme, but some portion will say of 11500000 half million or say the 10.65 million because 850 is going to be in the per game roster bonuses in each additional year. Um would be carved out into a March roster bonus. Now, one way you could handle the 2024 security would be could be based on what we did in 2023. So, and this is this would be creative and unique. I don't think I've seen this in a in a contract before where out of the 10.65 million based on him hitting certain statistical thresholds the 2024 base would become guaranteed so Beckham got hurt didn't perform well it was like the Cleveland thing where he had no chemistry Baker Mayfield and people were thinking he was washed and then they saw that he wasn't when he got to the Rams and let's say he had a lousy year got hurt, then nothing's going to be guaranteed, and they can walk away. And the dead money would depend on whether they converted any of the 2023 salary or roster bonus the signing bonus, or just ate it all. And I assume, I'm i assuming that for Dallas and Buffalo, if he signed for one of those two teams, they'd, there'd be some sort of salary conversion for 2023. So... We could use the Julio Jones um, incentives to be guaranteed vesting marks. He's got incentives for 50, 60, 70, and 80 catches. Then Jones has incentives for 600, 700, 800, 900 receiving yards. So one way you could do this, the 2024 base salary, um, for each of these, the eight thresholds. So it could be equally 12.5% of the 2024 base salary becomes guaranteed when each of these thresholds is hit. So, let's say Beckham had sixty-two catches for seven hundred seventy-five yards in twenty twenty-three. Then he would have hit the fifty catch all fifty-three catch threshold, the sixty catch threshold, the six hundred receiving yards threshold, and the seven hundred receiving yards catch hold, uh, threshold. So that's four of them. That's 12.5 times 4. So, half of it becomes fully guaranteed. So, 5.325 million of the 10.65 million will become fully guaranteed. 2024 base salary. So, that may be one way. Be creative. I haven't seen it done before. The roster bonuses, we'll say the 850, it does not get impacted by that at all. Now, the upside. We're talking $4 million of upside, approximately. So, the Gallup thresholds, 70 catches, 1,100 yards. Number two receivers don't do that, typically. You have to be a co-number one. Number two receivers typically aren't quite that productive. So, if he's a clear number two, maybe threshold's a little lower. So, let's say 60, 70, 80 receptions, 900, receiving yards, 1,100 receiving yards, and additional money for... Playing in these new pro, being selected for these new pro bowl games or for all pro honors. The last time Beckham got any type of uh, honors recognition was 2016. So you could have four million based on these uh, divided up somehow to based on these tiers to get him to the 15 and a half, or maybe you can get him to 16 um, through incentives. Um, Team would rather have it as a salary escalator. Beckham wants them as incentives. Incentives they get paid each year, what he earns becomes a cap charge for the following year and they're not, not likely to likely be earned concept for twenty twenty-three since he won't hit any of these statistical thresholds in twenty twenty-two, there'd be no immediately cap charges all considered not likely to be earned. Now, if you add him salary escalators, base salary could escalate. You may never see the money because you could get cut. Very rarely do you see Um, incentives become guaranteed base salary or a separate carve out as a guaranteed roster bonus, um, when you're escalating salary for the following year. That doesn't really happen much, I know. Um, one of the only times I've seen it was with Ryan Fitzpatrick's, the second year of Fitzpatrick's contract with the Dolphins, where the incentives he earned in year one became, uh, part of, I think, guaranteed base salary, but that typically doesn't happen. So... That might be a way to get him there. Now, if I'm talking to the Giants, I might tell the Giants because of your receiver situation, you got to pay me more than going to Buffalo cuz I'm a clear-cut number 2 in Buffalo. I could be the 3 in Dallas or either the 2 depending upon who the 2 is of Gallup, Gallup or me would be the 2 and they have probably have that sensitivity potentially not paying him more than Gallup. Um, but you're gonna pay galloway thirty six million over the next two years, and my old deal that I signed which made me the highest paid receiver in football in two thousand eighteen was eighteen per year. I may ask the Giants for more money given their receiver situation um I'd be the one there, and since I'm the one and not a two, then it'd be reasonable to ask them for more but um this thing of Odell Beckham Jr. will come to a head in the next uh, couple of weeks, but um, if you look at what I was talking about with the um, Gallup-type base in getting you to Robinson with the guarantee in 2024, depending upon your 2023 salary, if we use that example I had of 6-2 catches, 775 yards, then he'd have... 14483000 uh, basically almost, uh, have about $14, 14 million, uh, fully guaranteed at signing between his 2022 compensation and 2023 compensation. Be basically in the 25 neighborhood of what could become guaranteed if he maxed out everything. So, we'll see where this thing goes over the next couple of weeks. Looks like it's going to be Giants, Bills, or Cowboys. Um, if we watch based on the Thursday, the Thanksgiving Day game, you go Cowboys. Based on need, Giants and long-term cap health, Giants. We'll see if the, some other team comes out of the woodwork, or if Casey or the Ravens make a hard push since they've been in contact with them. But wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play football this year. That might be from a leverage standpoint the smartest thing to do, and from the health of his knee, considering he's coming back on a timetable faster than he did with the first ACL but we'll know probably latest middle of December um, so that's going to be it on Odell Beckham Jr. and his situation um, thanks for listening don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel that's C-O-R-Y-J-O-E-L and also read my CBS Sports.com column and, um, and we'll see you back here next time goodbye